Welcome once again to another episode of Stu Ham Productions Presents. JM Solved World. I am James. And I am Matt. And this week's episode is our Thanksgiving episode. Looks like Halloween. Yes. <laughs> but these are the skulls of our victims. Or past co-hosts, however you want to look at it, because they don't want to come down and play anymore. Is that Andrew? No. No, I think this is more... Andy. Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, sad news. <sighs> Avila lost their game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, As we record this, this is... Saturday. Saturday the 17th. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I've got to give mad props to the team. First time in Avila history, they won conference. First time in Avila history that they went to the playoffs. Nice. Yeah. They were ranked uh, number four in the nation for NAIA. It's all because your nephew was there. <clears throat> uh, the narcissist in me would say, yes, <laughs> he had a huge part in that. Um, but the realism, the realistic side of it is... Uh, He's just a player on the team. Mm-hmm. And um, one of their um, wide receiver, running back, something like that, mm-hmm. NAIA Offensive Player of the Year. Nice. If I'm not mistaken. Cool. Probably am, but... Uh, well, if you are, it'll be up there somewhere. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. I, I make I fact-checked us. Right. Um. We can't do it live, so we're going to do it in post. Yeah. But you can't fact check the after dark. Right. <laughs> so we're just talking shit there. So. Well, but a lot of times with the after darks, though, I'm well, we fact checking. We, we can fact check it yeah. when we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. At the moment, we're like, uh, nope, you're full of shit. Until we get a bigger budget and have a young Jamie. Look that shit up for me. So, you know. Yeah. That's when we'll have a computer screen back here. Well, not a computer screen, but a big ass fucking forty-eight inch TV that we've got a computer uh, up linked up to. Yeah. Uh, so, like I but, said, but the good news, yes, midterms are fucking over. Oh God, thank God. <laughs> uh, of course, you don't watch regular TV, but I'm so no. glad that the fucking commercials are get, are over. Well, for a year, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna ramp back up in about another year for the. The presidential 2024 election, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I saw where uh, former President Donald Trump has said that he's running in 2024. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, there's even been a little blowback from some of his supporters on that deal, yeah, so yeah, it's just. No, wrong one. Ah, there we go. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, okay, here's the thing. I don't care. Um, I would like to see somebody 
in their 40s, 50s, yeah, even 60s, maybe run. Because it's kind of like, you know, I love my grandparents, I love my mom and stuff when she was in her 80s and 90s, but wouldn't want to run in the country. No. (laughs) No, and it's it's like the current administration. Mm -hmm. Um, Either he doesn't have good handlers or he doesn't pay attention to him because a lot of the shit he says. Mm. Okay. I was watching, um, president Obama's, uh, correspondence dinner in 2014. Mm. Yeah. 2014. And he was talking about, uh, Joe giving the, the shoulder rubs and giving a great shoulder rub and, Mm. Little little creepy, but uh, you know it, it, right. it feels good. <laughs> and you're the vice president, bro, and you've got the president saying that in public. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and and I'll say this about President Obama: um, the guy was very charismatic. He, at least when he spoke, whether you agreed with what his politics were or whatever. He was a very intelligent man, and yes. he could speak. And at the correspondence dinner, he was he was making fun of himself. Mm-hmm. He's talking about all the stuff that a president has to do, and then he's like, and then I got to find time to pray five times a day. And I mean, if if you're into what everybody was saying about him being yeah, a Muslim, a Muslim and, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, you know how hard it is to try to find uh, East in the White House? <laughs> when you're on the West Wing. Uh, but the whole reason why I watched it was uh, uh, Keegan-Michael Key mm-hmm. uh, from Key and Peele uh, was his uh, angry translator. Mm. <laughs> like like that skit that they did on Key and Peele. And, I mean, it was just fucking hilarious. I like that skit. Reason. I like that skit they did on uh, SNL back when Obama was a president. And they had the guy playing Obama as a president and his... You know, his handler or whatever was uh, talking to him. He's like, don't you ever get mad about the things they say to you? And da, da, oh, da, yeah, da. yeah, And that was the one that The Rock was yeah. on. And he turned into The Rock Obama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, Jay Farrow. Yeah. Because uh, he did he did a great uh, Obama impersonation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was funny. Yeah. And, I and, mean. And what, I, what I like, too, I mean. Even, uh, oh, shit, Bob Dole. You know, uh, I can't. Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald used to yeah. do the Bob Dole impersonation. Yeah. Bob Dole actually showed up on the fucking show. Right. Well, um, and. Well, hell, for that matter, Sarah Palin even showed up on oh. the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. Everything was. I think was... Hillary showed up on yeah. Saturday Night Live, too. Yeah. Yep. I mean. No, comedians, I mean, because that's their job. Yeah. They make fun of whoever's fucking in office. Right. Or whoever's running or whatever. And if you get all tit hurt about it. Well, <laughs> I mean, with, with the past presidents, whether it be uh, Clinton, Bush, Obama, you know, any of the politicians. A thousand points a night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it was it was all in fun. 
And what I disagreed with, like, Alec Baldwin doing Trump, it wasn't in fun. You, it was, it was more degrading and I'm not, I'm not backing former president Trump or mm. anything like that because I'm not doing a political stand, Right. but it's like, you can't do one without the other. Right. You know, because the moment you put your political views in there, yeah, you're alienate the other side. Exactly. Uh, Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Recent Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. Congratulations, Dolly. She is now a rock star, there as she, she has is. said. Yep. Um, did, she you, is, did you see the video where they're singing Jolene and Rob Halford? Oh, and Jesus. I forget who all was on stage with they're singing that song. No, and as we're recording, it's, yeah. they're actually doing the Hall of Fame on HBO and HBO Max. Right. The, Tonight. But I've seen the, the video... Because I mean, the Hall of Fame induction yeah. was a couple of weeks ago. They right. said, Rob Halford sings with Dolly Parton. Like, what the fuck is this? And I clicked yeah. on it. You know, I was like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> you know. Well, and he has stated, uh, he did an interview on, excuse me, uh, Ozzy's Boneyard. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, uh, you know, that, that was one of the things that he was really looking forward to right. at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony was... Yeah. Seeing Dolly, what didn't she initially say she wasn't going to accept it? Yep. Yeah, because she's a, not a rock star, right? Um, and I think Rob in that article I read before I watched the video, he said something about they call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they just need to call it the Music Hall of Fame, right? You know, because there's a lot of people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that are not rock, rock and roll, rock and roll. Um, uh, I mean, you can go down the list. There's plenty of blues artists. Of course, if you, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, you can say, well, rock and roll came from the blues and came right. from whatever. That's true. You know, I mean, Elvis was singing African-American church music, basically, when he, that style he came from, because yeah. a lot of people, when they just heard him on the gospel, yeah. and they heard it, you know, they heard him on the radio doing his Elvis songs, and they're going, who's this black guy? Right. Well, you know. and at the same time, you know, a lot of people said that Elvis was a racist and he stole the black man's music, but he was the first one to open white America's eyes, if you will, to right. that type of music. That's why a lot of white America said, no, you, you know, when he... Ed Sullivan, we can't film him from the waist down, you know. Yeah. It's waist up. Right. <laughs> you, know? you know, and I saw part of Dr. Dre's uh, induction speech on Eminem. And first time he heard Eminem, he thought he was black. Yeah. <sighs> Who was that? I'm trying to remember now. It's back in the 50s. You'll have to look this up. But he played the Apollo. Okay. And he was white as could be. Okay. I want to say Jerry Lee or somebody like that. But there was almost a riot. Yeah. And then he started playing because there's this white boy comes out there at the Apollo. Right. And they're like, what the fuck's this shit? And he started playing. And they're like, oh, 
Well, that's the guy doing this music we're hearing on the radio. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I know Jerry Lee and Little Richard mm-hmm. did a tour together, mm. and they were switching off and on who was headlining and who was opening. Right. Probably one of the first co-headlining deals. Right. And uh, it was one night Jerry Lee wanted to open or wanted to headline. Mm-hmm. But Little Richard was headlining. Mm-hmm. So Jerry Lee played a set, and then he set his piano on fire, <laughs> and he continued to play. Right. And he walked off stage, he walked backstage, and he told Little Richard to follow that. that. Yeah, <laughs> top that shit. Uh, little known fact. Mm-hmm. Did you know that uh, a young Jimi Hendrix was in Richard uh, Little Richard's uh, band? I've heard that, Yes. Little Richard lived outside of Nashville, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, Jimi Hendrix was part of the 101st back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, First Brigade, uh, 327 Regiment. You guys know it. Um, and Little Richard didn't like Jimmy getting the, uh, the attention. Uh. So he's like, hey, man, you should really go off on your own. And he did. Oh, he did. <laughs> um, you know, and Hendrix has been dead for fucking 50 years now, yeah, at least. At least, well. And he's been putting out new music every couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe him and Elvis are with the aliens and just, you know, chilling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hendrix and... Elvis and Jim Morrison and Janis Job. See now that's that's what's funny is Janis doesn't put out a new album. Yeah, you haven't heard any new Janis since she's passed. I don't know. I thought I you know, maybe a year or two after or something. Yeah. It was the, the unreleased uh, music or something. And and a lot of the quote unquote new Jim Morrison music with the doors is uh him like his poetry mm. read over music. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause he wrote a lot of poetry. Oh yeah. Now with Prince, you know, he, they've put out new uh, Prince music since he died, mm-hmm. but there's enough music in his vault. Right. Did you release an album every month for a year or yeah. I'm sorry for uh, the next 20 years. Right. That's crazy. And he played all the instruments, and, it, and they're fully produced and mixed and engineered and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And he just said, fuck it. Right. Um, Kevin Smith talked about one of his spoken, uh, spoken word tours that... Kevin Smith? Yeah. No, it's probably spoken word. <laughs> um, you said it right the first yeah. time. <laughs> but he did. He was shooting a documentary for Prince. Mm-hmm. And he got done, edited and everything, and they sent it, they sent the prints to Prince, and he put it in his vault, because mm. he didn't want it released. Mm. He, he liked it, he thought it was great, but he didn't want it released. Yeah. It's like, so when I go meet Elvis and the rest of the aliens, yeah, you guys can release it then. Yeah. <laughs> when I go meet Elvis and Xenu... Um, Freddie Mercury, when he got diagnosed with AIDS, that's all he did was, 
went in the studio and they just started recording shit. Yeah. You know, and and some of that's been released since, yeah. but you know, who, who knows how much is still Brian, um, Brian may knew. I, I'm wanting to say the band knew mm-hmm. that he was HIV positive, mm-hmm. but the world didn't find out until like three or four days before he died. Right. And it's like, wow. Yeah. But, I mean, if there was no Freddie Mercury, uh, there would be no Judas Priest. Mm. There would be no Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, there's so many bands that would not be around without Queen. How many bands would be around without Hendrix? Right. How many guitar players would there, not have been yeah. around? You know, you know? and... Like, you know, Steve Ray Vaughn. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, no, that guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, when when a guitar player, so that's why I'm not gonna ever quit drinking, because Steve Ray Vaughn cleaned his shit up, quit drinking, quit doing coke, and then it wasn't six months later he died in a fucking helicopter crash. Was it a helicopter crash or a plane crash? One or the other. It was it was something up in the air. <laughs> Didn't end well. <laughs> I'll find out, <laughs> okay. and I'll put it right up there. His guitar survived, though. Yes, because SRV1 is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. I think so. Um, and it was, uh, uh, oh, my God. So, clickbait's been going around. Somebody built a, <clears throat> they're calling it a, uh, it's a tribute to Eddie Van Halen's they're calling it a Frankenstein. Well, Eddie had a Frankenstrat. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Right. But this guy did like an exact copy, but then it's all uh, gloss black and flat black instead of the, the red, black, and white uh-huh. or the uh, black and yellow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's taped up. I just up. seen one on Facebook. It's, a, it's the black and yellow. Okay. Um. Now, the original one, the original Bumblebee, as Eddie called it, mm-hmm. that's sitting six foot under the ground. Yeah, the dime bag. That's right. Because an original deserved <laughs> an original. But there's, I can't remember what company it is that's putting it out. The, I just did advertise, but, you know. Um, Probably so, Kramer. I think so. Yeah, I think Because so. I know Eddie played with Kramer for the longest time, and then he switched to PV. Right. And that's when the the Wolf Gang series mm. came out in the mm-hmm. 5150 because of course PV does his amps and everything. Right. So. But yeah, I mean it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um wasn't cheap. No. Like 1800 bucks. Cuz I know uh Eddie had told when he had met Dime when the Van Halen brothers met the Abbott brothers um Eddie had told Dime that, uh, you know, let him in that I, I think it was Kramer was starting to do those guitars mm-hmm. and Eddie was going to tape up the guitar that was going to become Dime's. Mm-hmm. And of course, Dime's untimely passing. Right. Um, which led Eddie to give Dime the black and yellow on the exactly. back of Van Halen 2. Yep. 
And like they said, if you total dime, it's like when you die, Eddie Van Halen's gonna put the original guitar from Van Halen two in your coffin. He just said, "Kill me now." Right. <laughs> um, speaking of dime, mm-hmm. saw an interview um, uh, with Zach Wild, and he was saying that the guitars he's playing on that tribute tour, right, are the guitars that Dime gave him. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. He's not. He's not playing his guitars. He, they're his guitars, but they're guitars that Dime gave Dime him. Dime gave him. Okay. Yes. So he had Dean's, Washborn's. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I would love to see Zach walk out with a fucking Washburn culprit. Yeah. Uh, because those are fucking awesome. By the mm-hmm. way, uh, bringing it back around. And that's one of the things that I'm thankful for. Ah, there you go. I am thankful for Pantera. Yep. Because without them, uh, my youth, God knows where where I would be mm-hmm. without Pantera. Right. I mean, I, I went as far as in, has gotten the CFH tattooed. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah, you th- I mean, you know, you think about it, it's like, what if Metallica hadn't fired Dave Mustaine? We, we wouldn't have Megadeth. No. And, I, and I, I don't think we would have Metallica. I don't think Metallica would have became the juggernaut that they are. They might not have, you know. Um... What if Sabbath never fired Ozzy? Yeah. You know. Would they have kept going and fizzled out? We would have all that Ozzy music that we got. (laughs) Um, Had Maiden not fired Paul Diano and hired Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. Would Maiden be where they are? I mean, Steve Steve Harris, the bass player, he wrote a lot of the music, mm-hmm. but Bruce's voice. Oh yeah, he is Iron Maiden. Right. Um, I don't. I'm trying to know if remember if I've heard any of the Paul Diallo Maiden stuff. I mean, I've heard a lot of it, but it's like live versions, and Bruce is singing it. No, I've heard that, but yeah. I, I'm trying to remember if I've ever heard any oh, recorded. actual, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's Killers, or the self-titled first album, Iron Maiden, and then there's Killers. Hmm. Um, there's some great tracks on Killers, there's some great tracks on Iron Maiden, but I prefer Bruce Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's like Sabbath. I prefer Ozzy... Right. For that early stuff, not to say that the Dio stuff isn't bad. Right. But, you know. And War Pigs, oh. Iron Man, you know, I mean, yeah. classics. Little Sweet Leaf. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, Heaven and Hell is a good track, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like Van Halen. 
if they never got rid of Dave and hired Sammy, we wouldn't have the chart toppers. Right. Because uh, that, I mean. Top of the world. Honestly, you got to say, I mean, those albums with Sammy were bigger yeah. than anything they'd done before. Commercially, they were more successful than all the previous right. Van Halen stuff. I mean, 1984 yeah. was their biggest album to date. Yep. Then they got rid of Dave, and then 5150 came out. It was even bigger than that. 5150 um, kind of got that that vibe like Stomp 4-4 Deuce from Anthrax. Okay. Because Stomp 4-4 Deuce was the first album with John... No. John Bush. Sound of White Noise was the first album with John Bush. Okay. Uh, yeah. Stomp 4-4 Deuce right. was the one between right, right, right. it and Volume 8, and it just kind of went by the the wayside. It was just kind of mm-hmm. like, meh. Because after 5150 came OU812, mm-hmm. and that was fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, same sort of thing. Had they not gotten rid of Neil Turpin and Anthrax. For, for unlawful carnal knowledge. There you go. You know, had they not gotten, you know, fired Neil and hired Joey and Anthrax, we wouldn't have, you know, the Among the Living album, mm-hmm. the State of Euphoria album, you know. Uh, well, if, they had, if they had hired, if they had hired Scotty, then we wouldn't have had the John Bush era. Because he was wanting to take it in a heavier direction that he didn't think Joey could do it. Yeah, well... That that's kind of where that conflict came from. and Well, but they, they didn't hire Scott. Scott and Charlie started the band. Right. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, but if it yeah. hadn't been for Scott's decision, it's like... Yeah. Right. And then in the John Bush era but then, is when... But then Joey proved when he came back, I can do that shit too. Right. <laughs> um, but in the John Bush era, that's when we got uh, the collaboration of the sixth member of Anthrax... Right. Mr. Dimebag Daryl Lance Abbott. Rest in peace. Um, what are you thankful for this year? What am I thankful for this year? Not non-music wise, because it seems like our <laughs> Yeah, we went off on a tangent there. Yeah. Uh I'm thankful for for this. Get this podcast started and yeah. You and I reconnecting and more so uh this I would say more so this year than uh the last couple of years I've been back in Missouri. Right. Um because it's yeah, I mean it's almost like we're we're carrying on that legacy because he who shall not be named will never be part of the legacy again. No. Um, God knows where Pip is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, I would love to have him sitting here. Exactly. Um, you know, and that, that would just be amazing. Yep. Um, but I mean, other than that, it, it's, it's been amazing. It's mm-hmm. been great. I um, mean, nothing I am thankful for my wife and man to living back. Up here on the back side of the place, you know, yep. and that's you got your brother down the road. Brother down the road. Got my nephew's gonna be moving in like April yep. down the road. 
fur, a little bit further down the road. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of shit to bitch about, but life's pretty good. You know, <laughs> it's like beating a dead horse. Right. It ain't going to get you nowhere, and generally no one's going to listen. Yep. You know, everybody bitch about the gas prices, but guess what? They're coming down. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. But yeah. And it, and what is sad is we're happy when gas is under three bucks a gallon. <laughs> that's that's what that's what they that's what they do to us. Yeah. We'll put it up over four dollars a gallon. Some motherfuckers are gonna be happy. We're gonna just two eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> when twenty years ago we were bitching when gas was like two bucks. Mm-hmm. Of course, you think. 20 years ago, the cost of living wasn't that high either. But your wages weren't that high either. Oh, God. <laughs> 20, you know what? 20 what, was years you, what was you making an hour 20 years ago? 2002. I got to think of where I was living at. Um, you were in Phoenix, weren't you? No, this time in 20... 2002, I was back in Kansas City. I was working at Walmart, and I think I was making like a like ten fifty an hour or some shit like that, which was pretty good back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not in today's standards. No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's all kind of relative. Everybody, right. everybody harps on. You see those posts, it's like. Oh, these are the prices from 1973. It's like, yeah, what was you bringing home in 1973? Right. The, I, mean, the, I, remember, I remember my brother Gary, he worked at Northcut Ford in the early 70s. He was bringing home, if I remember right, like 90 bucks a week. That he was a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, you know. Well, it's like... Um, Okay, World War Two. Mm-hmm. The um, guys that volunteered for airborne duty, mm-hmm. yeah, they did it because they got an extra fifty bucks a month. Right. You know what airborne jump out get- of a goddamn plane? Yeah. <laughs> and you you know what airborne gets now? A mm. hundred and fifty dollars extra a month. Really? Yeah. Hasn't went up that much. Yeah, they did. Need to figure um, that shit out a little but bit. But you're not you're not necessarily jumping out of a plane. You're just kind of gracefully falling. <laughs> but what's the base pay now compared to what it was? Oh fuck in, yeah. in World War Two. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean. Well, okay. E one base pay today, I don't know what it is, but I'll put it right there. Uh I know my base pay whenever I got out in twenty fourteen mm-hmm. as an E six with 16 years time in service mm-hmm. was over three grand a month. Mm-hmm. And that's not counting my housing allowance on top. Right. Yeah. Not bad. No, not at all. <laughs> I made enough in housing allowance that it paid my mortgage and my utilities. There you go. Yeah. So there's that. And then um, there's that. Shout out, Howie. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm thankful that 
my father is still with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had it a little bit rougher with losing your mom during the pandemic. Yeah. Because you weren't there. I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, you know, losing, losing a parent sucks Mm -hmm. regardless Mm -hmm. of time period or anything like that. Um, but I am, I'm, uh, very fortunate that, um, I'm a little bit closer. I I live a little bit closer to one of my brothers Mm -hmm. than you do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, underneath. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, my other brother lives out in Phoenix, mm-hmm. and I don't get to see him that often. And but you know, I'm I'm thankful that uh, my family is. We get along. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I know I've got a stepbrother and I've got a half-sister, but uh, the nucleus has always been my two brothers and I. Mm -hmm. Regardless of where we've been, it's always been us. Right. I I, I love this. (laughs) I really do. Now, see, with the camera moved, we can't see world. Oh, man. (laughs) It's J&M soul. The. Yeah, well, uh, uh, but we're solving all kinds of things, though. Yeah, we're. that's why we record this so we we'll remember what we solved. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll be on the internet, yeah. and nobody forgets what's on the internet. Yeah, no, no. And right. If they're looking for the truth, they can find us. We always speak the truth, as and nothing our, but the truth, as far as we know it. Yes. <laughs> According to us. Uh, in our and, opinion. Yes. Um, now, <coughs> if you are listening to this on Spot, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music Podcast, or Google Podcast, you should really check out YouTube because then you get to see what our ugly mugs look like. They um, can see that on Spotify too. Yeah. Yeah, they can. Yeah. If they watch. If they watch. Yes. Yep. Um, all the extras that we put up, like right up in here, down in here, um, you know, all the all the fact checking. Right. And when I fact check, I don't Sometimes our brains are a little numb by the time we do this. It's a little late in the night, and uh, we may or may not have been drinking. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we may or may not have our own decanter. There was something in this earlier, wasn't there? I think. I'm not 100%. Because we had to have a little band practice tonight. Yeah. That that went really well. Yep. Sort of. Sort of. I mean. Yeah, there's a few brain farts there. Yeah. I always said back when we were playing this, like, like, man, you guys know good? It's like, man, there's a bunch of brain farts. I'm glad they don't stink because. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but we always, and, and that's the thing. But but, is, but, it, but, it, but if you forget it, fake it, and keep on fucking rock and roll. That's right. <laughs> you know? you got to fake it till you make it. Exactly. 
you know, as long as you look good doing it. Especially when you're playing original songs, it's like, unless, unless they're your loyal followers that's, that's been with you at band practice, they don't know what you're supposed to do there. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I guarantee if we were to have two of the other members of the band uh, and we were playing it differently than what it was written, mm-hmm. they wouldn't know. Right. <laughs> they would have to go along with us. It'd be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we tuned? Oh, we've decided to go fucking drop C on this <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I talked to Chris. Oh, it's been several years ago about music about the band and stuff yeah he's like oh, i just can't sing like that anymore so maybe a drop c would might might help him out i don't know or drop d or drop d anyway yeah yeah we were starting to do some drop d stuff right before it all kind of went away right doing some godsmack and some union underground and oh wow yeah i was not aware that you did a union underground yeah we did um, one step closer to the edge. All about that place. Is that Union Underground? No, it's Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Okay, but there's a Union Underground song we did. I can't remember what it was now. Um, Mister. Oh God! Yeah, I I hear the song in my head. Um, but speaking of Union Underground, and going back to the bands switching singers. Uh, John Karabi mm-hmm. with Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. Had they called that anything but Motley Crue? But great. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. But it was Motley Crue. Yeah. And Motley Crue is... Vince Neil's vocals. Yeah. Skinny Vince Neil. Skinny Vince Neil, yeah. Yeah. Cocaine, riddled Vince Neil. You sounded great back then. Yeah, now I, I, I guess they're going back out with Def Leppard uh, next summer. Yeah, for a band that has called it quits, they've sure been on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. John Five is supposed to play guitar. I heard that. Yep, that's there were rumors about it, and he denied it, and da 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 da. But then finally, it came out that Mick Myers is retiring because he just can't. Perform physically do yeah. the road anymore. He can perform, but he just can't. Yeah, do the road and perform and all that. And hats off to you, Mick. I mean, great guitarist. Yep. Uh, love your stuff. But John Five actually in an article I read on online because I'm sure it's probably true. Of course, <laughs> but. Supposedly, John Five is gonna is gonna fill in on this tour for him. I've saw that. Um, you know, Sabbath has said that they'll never tour again. Mm. But if you've heard the new Ozzy album, there's the track with Tony Iommi playing guitar. Mm. Yeah, that that could have been a fucking Sabbath tune. Mm. You know, and Ozzy has talked to Bill Ward 
And of course, Ozzy's almost said that he can't tour anymore. Uh, yes. You know, like tour like they used to, right? Anyways, um, so I mean, I know how I feel when I drive five hundred fucking miles. I would want to like ride five hundred fucking miles and then put on a show that night and then ride another five hundred fucking miles to the next place at my age, and I'm way younger than Ozzy. Yeah. I don't look it, but I am. <laughs> oh, fuck. And you're not as, I mean, and he's had all those I ailments, too. And I didn't do all the drugs, either. Right. But then all the ailments and everything that he's right. had. Um, that last surgery he had, he's talked about it. Um, he's had to have a surgeon go in and fix what that other surgeon did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and at 70 some years old, that's not a good thing. No. And then he had COVID on top of everything. And mm. because if you if you look at that halftime show he did for the season opener for the Rams, mm-hmm. he wasn't moving around like Ozzy normally did. No. Sounded well, great. What sucked was they were like, yeah, the halftime coming up with Ozzy Osbourne. They showed like 30 fucking seconds on TV. Yeah. It's like, why'd you even mention it if you weren't going to show at least one song? I mean, shit. Right. And they, they did Crazy Train, and of course, Zach was there. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was Duff McKagan and Chad Smith. Mm-hmm. You got the yawn thing. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> Fuck. This sucks. Um, but I, w- I would love to see um, Duff and Chad Smith out on tour with Ozzy. Hmm. But I know Ozzy is not going to do a tour anytime soon. Right. Because Zach's back in the band. Mm-hmm. Zach's got a European tour coming up with Black Label. And then they've got South America dates Central America dates with Pantera mm-hmm. and um, then the summer coming up with Pantera. Yeah. And I know this started as a uh, Thanksgiving special podcast and we've went straight music on it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we're thankful for music. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Yo, shout out Dwight. Uh, and if you haven't, and if you are a Pantera fan like we are, and if you haven't gotten your pre-order of the Funko Pop Pantera, uh, you can go to Amazon or the, uh, I got mine from the PanteraStore.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm that big of a fan of both Pantera and Funko Pop, so... <laughs> Yeah, I never even heard of Funko Pops till just a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. Are they sponsoring this now? No. Oh. I've given them a lot of fucking money, though. Yeah. That's a fucking, that's the truth. They need to sponsor us, and you can do a reading for them. Oh, man. Funko Pops. That'd be great. I'd, I'd, I'd have them displayed right here. There you go. It'd be pretty great. Um. But on that note, we're going to call it uh, good. I want to wish everybody out there a happy Thanksgiving. It, as we record this, it's the Saturday before. 
Yes. But but happy Thanksgiving. And Hope as you're, you're watching this, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Right. Anyway, hope you get to spend the holiday with your family. If you have loved ones overseas serving the country, God bless them. Uh, hope they all make it back safe so you all can reunite and do it next year or whatever. But love all of our people out there. And uh, whatever you do, make sure you do it to your blind. There you go. And you've just watched another episode of Stu Him Productions Presents. JM Solve the World. I have been James. And I've been Matt. And you keep one fist in the gold, one foot in the gutter, and we will be seeing you. Peace.